Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Conspiracy Farm, where we don't start the conspiracies, we just add the water. And now, your host of the most state-of-the-art, most informed podcast on the interweb, I present to you, Pat Militage and Jeffrey Wilson. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready for Well, well, well. Hello, everyone out there. Back for another episode of The Conspiracy Farm. Of course, I am joined by my co-host, Jeffrey Wilson. He's the brains of the operation, but uh, I'm the muscle. Don't forget that. I will hurt you (laughs) if I have to. But uh, we've got, look, we've been dealing with a subject of late, and it it rears its ugly head every once in a while. But it's really come about in a big way of late with the measles outbreaks is the vaccine debate. It's been going on for, well, ever since vaccines have existed. But things have, have really heated up, Jeff. And today we've got a guest, Brittany Cara, who has studied at UCLA University, is a researcher, a speaker, author of several books, including GMO, The Silent Scandal, Empowering Parents. She's also a certified vaccine education specialist and many other things she can explain to us. But I just wanted to get some of those off the top. And uh, Jeff... You and Cara are on our on our screen here in the studio. We're very excited to to have Brittany Cara here. Thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be on. So, Jeff, if you want to give me your views real quick on on what you're thinking about the vaccine, the, the yeah, vaccine I mean, it's debate. A, it's a very you know, like you said, Champ, a very very controversial subject, and um, you know, very polarizing. You know, we see it in the news. Um, I just have an article right here on unvaccinated Oregon boy had severe tetanus, um, nearly died. Basically, I think it was a a reaction to everything. You got the measles outbreak recently. So, I mean, it it winds up becoming, unfortunately, this kind of binary conversation of like either you're for vaccines or you're completely not against vaccines. And I'm just not that binary with it because I know the application of vaccines is medically sound, introducing certain substances to the human body to make the human body create a kind of immune uh, defense, if you will. But it gets more into, for me, what's in these vaccines, as, as our expert's going to speak today. I mean, you got live monkey viruses, you got aluminum, you got thimerosal, which is mercury. I mean, there's a lot to this conversation, and there needs to be more education about it. So here we go. Yeah. So, Brittany, p- please uh, inform us a little bit more about what I have not mentioned in terms of your qualifications in this realm. Sure. Well, um, I, I think you did a great introduction, so thank you for that. I no mean, problem. first and foremost, I'm a mother. I'm a mother of three beautiful, healthy children. Uh, my middle daughter was vaccine injured, and so that was really the pivotal shift. We were doing what's called a delayed schedule with, with a lot of conscious parents are choosing to either spread vaccines out or do a little bit of delayed schedule. And we can get into the nuts and bolts of how the schedule increased and why it increased. And you know, when somebody that's older than even somebody my age, so I'm 36, and you know, when I was a kid, we got eight vaccines. A child today will get 36 vaccines by the first year of life, 50, uh, 49 by the age of five, and 72 by 18. And that schedule has never been tested. That's crazy. Well, as an informed parent, I would say first and foremost, I'm a mother protecting my children. And the research I did floored me, and it really woke me up out of this haze that, you know, vaccines are safe and effective, vaccines save lives. You know, the marketing ploy that we've offered since, you know, second grade and it really catapulted um, me into just a tremendous amount of research. So I've been researching vaccines every single day for the last 
decade plus now, and my uh, had a reaction that we decided as a family that we were no longer going to vaccinate. And I think one of the things that we're seeing in the media right now is the big anti-vaccine push. But most parents that are speaking out against vaccines are actually ex-vaxxers. They're, they're parents who vaccinated their children. They believed in the system. They believed in the CDC and the FDA. And something terrible happened to their child after vaccine. So I think it's a multi issue. And we definitely need to talk about those details for sure. Yeah, this is something that, for me, I, I gave this some some deep thought at one point because I'm married to a doctor of chiropractic and when she became pregnant with our, our oldest daughter, you know, my mother was a nurse, a nursing director. She ran the the college of nursing in my area at um, Moline Public Hospital. So she was obviously on the side of vaccines at the time. And that's all I knew. I knew nothing, nothing else. And so I asked my I asked my wife, I said, you know, what are we going to do here? Because I know I know you see things differently, and my wife just said, "Listen, mm. go do research on your own with an open mind. That's all I ask you do, to do." And so I went and I did that. And the further I dug into it, it 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 really did. It scared me, and so yeah. I made the decision as a parent with my wife to not vaccinate our kids. And now our kids have been very healthy, uh, very resistant to any. Uh, when every other kid's getting the flu and strep throat and a lot of other things, our kids seem to be a lot more resilient than the than the herd in terms of that stuff. And I am yeah. criticized. I'm criticized. I'm not afraid to say it, you know, that, uh, that this is the decision that I made. But at the same time, um, you know, I think about if a roller coaster, and I don't know the exact numbers of, you know, minor injury compared to death and everything in that spectrum in between. I know some of the statistics. I know that one in six children now um, have learning disabilities. That is that is beyond unacceptable. Um, but that's just just one of the statistics. But so if somebody said to me, "All right, um, you're you're going to put your kid on this roller coaster," there's a one in fifty thousand chance that they might get hurt. You know, the, the roller coaster does go awry every once in a while, and, and kids get hurt, and sometimes they actually get killed. Are you going to put your kid on that roller coaster? You know you're not putting your kid on that roller coaster. Now, I'm using a little bit of an extreme example, but, you know, please take that and, and uh, kind of throw out some facts for folks a little bit. Sure. Sure. Well, um, I think one of the things that we need to be consciously aware of just as a, a American population is not so much fearing the diseases that we vaccinate for, because that's really where the pharmaceutical industry has its stronghold. Is it's they thrive on fear and they scare everybody with the flu and chickenpox and you know measles. The big fear of measles right now. Measles is a five-day rash for most healthy individuals, and you have lifelong immunity. Me- measles was a Brady Bunch episode. There was books. <laughs> in- you know, Sally got the measles. Timmy got the measles. I guarantee you guys both um, had the chicken pox at some point. So did I. We're still living and breathing. We have lifelong immunity. So we we tend to, as a culture, only fear the diseases that we vaccinate for, right? And that's a brilliant marketing uh, system designed by the pharmaceutical industry. Now, the reality is that parents really should be conscious of the diseases that vaccines cause. And that's one of the things that I teach parents all around the world. Uh, my inbox is always full of parents asking questions about vaccines. And so to me, that shows that there's a huge problem with the system that they have to actually reach out to me through social media every single day, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people uh, from all different walks of life searching for answers. But 
one of the things that's so critical to understand is that most of the diseases that we currently vaccinate for are not deadly. They're illnesses. They're not diseases. So right. they're temporary illnesses. And we are trading our, our beautiful, healthy children whose immune systems are still growing and functioning for this false reality that they, they're going to be saved in some way. They're going to be protected from all disease in some way. And that's just not the case. And in the process of vaccinating, because there's so many vaccines, and I know somebody mentioned a minute ago just the ingredients, so we can get into that, but you're looking at dozens and dozens and dozens of vaccine-related lifelong diseases, lifelong disabilities. And like you said, you know, one in six children has a neurological neurological a learning processing disorder, but an actual neurological disorder. Now, we've never seen that in our history. We have the, the sickest generation of children ever recorded. And my belief is a huge amount of that has to do with vaccines. Now, there's a part of it that's also GMOs and fluorinated water. And, you know, that, that's a whole other topic. But the fact is that we've all been exposed to this one thing. And the one thing is the current CDC vaccine schedule. So there's a lot of there's a lot of moving parts in that to go down whatever avenue you guys want to go down but um yeah i mean i believe parents should be very very fearful and cautious of the diseases and lifelong disabilities that vaccines have, are proven by law to cause and we can get into the law as well yeah well yeah i mean there's a pretty direct correlation when you start talking about i mean what was it um like you said 1985 there was basically ddp uh mmr and basically three or four vaccines now like you said from 91 on it's like almost 50 50 different different doses of I think 15, 16 vaccines and the thing is what trips me out is that they hit these kids like fresh out of the womb like they're not even kind of developed yet and they're just hitting them with all these toxins yes. that and then and then I mean, like kind of the larger culpability or lack of accountability are these are these vaccine courts that Congress <clears throat> has basically prohibited people from any legal recourse there's no way to sue them and they know, you know, you have, you have your own CDC's own children that they're not even following these schedules because they know it goes back to almost the tobacco study or the sugar study. They know the information is there. But like you said, with the pharmaceutical companies and everything else, there's so much money in this. And I take, I, like I say, I take a constitutional stance is when the government can mandate, you know, that's, that's my fear is that, you know, with all these people pushing for this, that the government can mandate that a medical procedure be done on my children and this is a medical procedure. Make no make no mistake. And a one size fits all medical you know procedure that does not none of those no medical procedure is a one size fits all for every patient, right? Yeah, well, that's almost a beautiful thing now, champ. They don't. I mean, with they almost a lot of states, and I did this with myself years ago with my oldest daughter. There are forms you can fill out on religious yeah religious purposes. exemptions and and things even, like that. Even sure. personal. Some states have personal philosophical exemptions. There are so states trying to remove the, that though. Well, you know, you're right, but at least it's not the federal government mandating it quite yet. Quite you still yet. Have, you know, Tenth Amendment states' rights are still being invoked. Correct. And I think that that's where, I mean, like Congress just met the other day and talked about vaccines, and that was a, a huge deal. And we've got, you know, the letter that Adam Schiff just wrote um, to the U.S. House saying how important vaccines are. And he just sounds like a, you know, a pharma you know, mouthpiece, really, a poster boy for the pharmaceutical industry, because and one of my biggest concerns is they're violating their own law. 
And one of the reasons that the, the schedule expanded, like we've been talking about, is in 1986, con Congress was bought out by the pharmaceutical industry. And so vaccine manufacturers were going bankrupt because so many people were suing them from the debilitating effects of the then DTP, which is the whole cell pertussis, uh, diphtheria, tetanus, and pertussis vaccine, which now we have the DTAP, which is a different version. But at the time, it was the, is the DTP. And so many kids were developing seizures and dying that they had millions and millions of dollars in lawsuits. And so the pharmaceutical industry was going to go bankrupt. And so instead of making a safer, more effective product, uh, providing more education, going back to the drawing board, figuring something out, they just went in and bought out Congress. And they created the 1986 Childhood Vaccine Injury Protection Act, which like you mentioned, totally stripped the vaccine makers from liability. Now, there is not another product in the world that I can think of that is mandated by law to be injected into babies that has no civil liability attached to it. So when you talk about public health, if this was really about public health, first of all, parents would be informed. They're, they're supposed to be informed about the 1986 law and the vaccine inserts before accepting or declining vaccines. So across the board, medical professionals in this country are violating the law that was put in place in the 1986 Protection Act. So and you, you bring up the inserts. Those inserts themselves even list these these toxics, you know, thromerosol and mercury on them. Well, actually, so under the law, so the law is in the inserts, but you can't actually pull the ingredient list on the insert. It's two separate documents, which I find so interesting because if they were really being transparent with their product, everything would just be in one document, right? But they have an additional document called the CDC Media and Excipient Summary, and that's on the CDC website, and that has every listed ingredient. Um, but the, the actual ingredients in vaccines are not listed in the inserts, which also blows your mind because what other product, when we buy a product, we're so big on labeling laws here, right? And everybody wants to know what's in their food now. But yet at the same time, they don't want to know what's in their medicine. And some of those ingredients are mind-blowing. I mean... monkey kidney cells we've got aborted human fetal tissue we've got aluminum formaldehyde polysorbate 80 we've got e coli you gotta almost rewind that aborted <laughs> fetal tissue ladies yeah. and gentlemen is where they're growing some of these vaccines yeah we can break that down there's two cell lines that are currently used in the production of vaccines one is called um, mrc-5 and the other one is wi-38 now one's a male cell line and one's a female cell line so just stop and think about that logically we are injecting male dna into females and female DNA into males. Now, none of this has ever been tested for safety. There is not one long-term safety testing showing that in putting aborted human tissue into babies is, is safe on any level, not to mention it's, it's cannibalism on a metabolical level. It's really, really disturbing. <laughs> That's mind-blowing. Mind, it, it is mind-blowing. Mind and you know, can we say at, at any point here, Brittany, that vaccines have rid the world of a disease that was that was killing a lot of people. Can we at least can we can we at least say that? I'm 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 trying to come at it from both sides here with an open mind, sure. just sure. for the purpose of of having a conversation. So sure. that's 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 kind of the the history that I want to know. I've I've looked right. into it a little bit, but you know, please please educate me on some of this. Well, um, I mean, I can't say that. Based on the research that I've seen, um, going back to the smallpox vaccine, there has never been a disease eradicated because of vaccines. And if you look at the actual decline in diseases uh, prior to the introduction of vaccine, you will see that everything that we currently vaccinate for, and even smallpox, decline naturally due to plumbing, sanitation, access to clean water, refrigeration, 
uh, sewers, all of the modern day. And the diseases uh, running their course to a certain extent through the population. Exactly. Like uh, typhoid fever, uh, scarlet fever. People will sometimes online, I'll see people say, you know, we have outbreaks of scarlet fever. Go get your kids vaccinated. And, and I just always it's so funny because we've never had a vaccine for scarlet fever ever. So it's just like a really dumb comment that people make. But, um, you know, going back to smallpox, when when Europe did mass inoculation in the smallpox era, they had more deaths and more widespread smallpox than before the introduction. Of, of mass inoculation. So um, one of the, the best books that I've ever read that really details this, uh, you know, from a historical disease standpoint is by Dr. Suzanne Humphreys, and it's called Dissolving Illusions. And I give that book to everybody. I've given that book to my pediatrician, uh, to medical doctors. I recommend everybody reading that book because she really goes through the history of disease. And to be honest, we should be thanking plumbers and access to clean water way more than we should be thanking vaccines. Right, and so now let's fast forward to the measles outbreaks that have been going on that have caused the media to go crazy and, you know, all these calls for mandatory vaccines to start back up in states and guys like Adam Schiff, um, you know, even writing a letter and, and demanding that Facebook remove groups who are anti-vaxxers, things like this. This is, this is the lunacy of 1984 of Orwell's book, All Coming True, right? Um, you know, so, this is so it, that's such a good book because it, we're literally living in it, which is kind of surreal. It, it is. Uh, it is very surreal. But I what I did is I was I was driving home from the airport on a Saturday morning and there's a local there's a local radio show here that is sponsored by a local hospital. And I'm not going to say any names, of course, yeah. but the, the people that are on this show are talking about vaccines and and how people have to have vaccines and that they are mandatory and they're not they're not mandatory here in the state of Iowa they are not um, there are religious exemptions here but uh, so they they were very misleading and I said you know I'm just going to call in because I, I took the time and I overlaid the map of the measles outbreaks over the map of sanctuary cities uh, sanctuary counties and sanctuary states in the United wow. States and those maps are almost identical. And so wow. we, we do know that there are massive numbers of illegal immigrants who have tried to get into this country who are detained, who currently have many different types of diseases. But we know that a lot of those people did not get detained that made it through and have made it to these sanctuary locations. And, and measles outbreaks are, are, are part of this. And, and, you know, also reading into it a little bit that a lot of the, the vast majority of the people that are coming down with the measles who are American citizens have already been vaccinated also. And so I, I brought that up and I, I brought that up on the show and I said, you know, you guys, you guys have to at least, you know, be open minded here and explain both sides of this story. You, you, I understand you're sponsored by a hospital, but come on, man, you can't. You, this is too obvious. Right. Well, and, you know, so can measles be deadly? Is measles something we need to be worried about? I don't think anybody no. No person wants to see other people sick. You don't want to see your own children sick. You don't want to spread disease. I mean, nobody wants that, right? And so there's a level of wanting to protect the herd and um, the, the population at large. But at the end of the day, the, the MMR vaccine sheds. It's a live virus vaccine. The measles portion is live. And then you also have mumps and rubella, those two diseases in the, because it's a trifecta. It's not just a one disease shot. We don't have the singles measles shot here in the United States, it was uh, done away with many years ago. But so it's a live virus vaccine. So when you get vaccinated, when all these children are running and getting their booster shots, and then they're going to school and they're going to play dates and they're, 
you know, touching noses and sucking on fingers and all of the things that kids do, they're actually spreading the measles virus. They have the potential to spread it for months. And so when people come out, all oh, these, these outbreaks, it's because these unvaccinated kids, there's no way they can possibly know that. Now, if they did tither tests on everybody and they looked, if it was the the wild measles strain versus the vaccine-induced immunity strain, but nobody's doing those tests. They're just pointing fingers at parents that have choose, chosen to be more cautious with vaccinating or opt out of the system. And again, from an informed consumer parental standpoint, you know, Merck has been sued in federal court for this vaccine, specifically for the mumps portion, but they have been sued for fraud for the mumps portion of the MMR. Now that is the same product. That's this, we're still talking about the same product. So you have a manufacturer that's number one, not liable. You have a product that sheds the disease that it's supposed to protect against. You have a company that's currently being sued in federal court and you have over, I mean, the MMR, I wrote down some facts uh, for you guys from, from Veris because I wanted to have updated statistics for you. But to date, um, the MMR has, there's been 93,179 reports of MMR injury reported to our vaccine adverse event reporting system, government track system. Out of that number, 459 deaths. Now, most of these are children, okay? So 459 deaths from the MMR vaccine, 6,936 hospitalizations, and 1,748 disabilities. <clears throat> That's as of November 30th, 2018. Now you compare those to measles deaths in this country or people that have contracted measles and it's a joke. Right. It's a joke because way more children are getting injured from the MMR vaccine while they're shedding it than if we just stopped vaccinating altogether. And that's that's my personal stance on it. Right. Now, I was I was listening to a couple of interviews with parents of children who were severely damaged by vaccinations. And basically, these children were brain damaged, severely brain damaged. And the, you know, the, the argument, you know, where there is zero connection, there are zero tests that or studies that show that autism is connected to any of these vaccines. And, and you know, I, I'm not a scientist. I haven't done any of the studies. I'm not going to speak on medical terms or any of this stuff. I'm just going to say that from these parents who have been paid millions of dollars, their children were brain damaged by these vaccines, and one of the side effects of that brain damage was autism. Um, and, and they said flat out that autism was part of that. So, you know, if you could speak a little bit more precisely and, and directly to that, because I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not an expert. I haven't done enough research to even open my mouth on it. Okay, sure. So, well, autism is a behavioral diagnosis. It actually used to be listed on the DTaP vaccine, uh, the GlaxoSmithKline vaccine insert used to actually have autism as a reported side effect. They have since changed the insert. They didn't change the vaccine. So that shows you something there. It's still the same formulation. Okay. Um, and you can still file a claim through the vaccine injury reporting system for autism. Now, autism is what happens after the brain injury. Okay, so the brain injury that is the precursor to autism is encephalitis, which natural measles can cause encephalitis. That's one of the things people are afraid of with encephalitis. It's brain swelling. When the brain swells, there's a potential for brain damage, right? right? And right. a lot of different things can start to happen. And when you're talking about, you start to get vaccinated for uh, um, the MMR, is given at 12 months. You're talking about, I mean, my, my, my smallest baby was, 17 pounds at, at one. She was little. 
And then my biggest baby was 22 pounds at one. So you're talking about a teeny little thing, right? And they're not getting just the MMR that day. They're probably getting five or six or sometimes seven other shots. So the, the, the statistical rate for encephalitis to take place becomes massive at that point. And so encephalitis is the precursor to autism. It's what happens in the body before, because you're not diagnosed with autism until you know, two, three to four years old, when you start, you know, you, you're not talking, you're the child starting to show some um, delays or speech delays and behavioral malfunctions and things like that. So to answer your question, like, what is the scientific basis on that? I mean, I have 130 published peer-reviewed scientific journal studies in my database showing that vaccines do cause autism. So there's, there's research out there. People just don't want to read it. And the two studies that the IOM and the CDC use, one is the CDC whistleblower study from Dr. William Thompson, who he has since come forward uh, with over 10,000 documents and a, a, a legal statement saying that they committed scientific fraud on that study, knowing that the MMR caused autism, especially in African-American boys between the ages of um, 18 to 36 months. So that's been talked about in the U.S. House of Representatives. Congress has had those, those documents for, gosh, I think going on four years now. So we know that there are some problems there. And then this, the second study that the IOM still uses is a study called the Danish study. And it was by a, a, a Danish researcher named Paul Forsen. Now, during the process of him testing the MMR to make sure that it didn't cause autism, he also stole $2 million from the U.S. government. And so he's an actual fugitive. He's on the FBI most wanted list. You can look all this up. It's kind of mind-blowing. Like, it's mind-blowing when you hear it out loud. You're like, what? This is so crazy. Um, but he's on the FBI most wanted list, and he's a scientist with the CDC and the IOM still cite. Like, that's not wow. good. That's, that's, yeah, it's it's shocking a lot of the stuff that's going on that that gets passed. And, you know, somebody, when I when I had a discussion with somebody and I said, look, pharmaceutical companies on their commercials, when they run commercials for any of their products, they have to at the end now by law talk about all the side effects and potential death, you know, that, that could result in literally every product that is on the market today. There is a potential, you know, side effect to it. So why wouldn't there be potential side effects with this? And so it, it, it's troubling. I would like... I would like to have a debate. I would like some people to call in today and and come with some of their thoughts on this who are pro-vaxxers. I would, I would love for people to call in. So if you want to call in, it's 563-391-3776. Again, 563-391-3776. Because I, I, I enjoy debate. I'm sure you enjoy debate, Brittany. Sure. And so we, we encourage any of the folks who... I have a lot of guys who who jump on my my posts about vaccinations and and uh, can be very condescending at times. Jay Merrill Pettit, are you out there, buddy? You're more than welcome to call in, and uh, or George Pardos, please call in and and we'd love to hear you uh, hear your points on on all of this. So, Jeff, do you have some more stuff to to add? Yeah, while I mean, it's just listening to all of this. I mean, I, like you said, the more vaccines that we've been introduced to, the sicker we are. I mean, the increase of respiratory illnesses, autoimmune disease, epilepsy, et cetera, et cetera, and just the lack of accountability just really kind of freaks me out because if something happened to my child. And I knew it was because of that. And I knew they knew that it was messed up. And then there was just no legal recourse. I mean, what is it? 2013, the Institute of Medicine, the National Academy of Sciences reported that 49 doses of the 14 vaccines are not adequately studied uh, for safety. 
in, in, a, in a combined matter. But yet they do it, like you just said, they just pump them full of them, all of this stuff. So, I mean, their blood brain barrier, all of that's not even developed. And it's just I, how the, I, I'm not a scientist, but it's just scary that we're just feeding, we're just pumping our kids full of toxins. And tell me about um, VARS, the Vaccine Adverse Control Reporting System. Is this something that gets us a little closer to accountability or is this just a database where stuff's reported and never really followed up? Well, that, that's a great question. So it was established after the 1986 law was passed. So um, it's the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, so VAERS um, for short, V-A-E-R-S. And so it is a self-reporting system. However, you do have to have um, medical documentation uh, for it to be accepted, for it to go. So here's why they use VAERS. Um, that's the tracking system for vaccine injuries and then if you're going to file a claim for the vaccine injury compensation program which is a lot of times re uh, referred to as the uh, vicp so if you're going to file a claim with the vicp you have to have first filed a VARES report and so to get to the point where you're uh they're even looking at your vaccine injury claim you have to have medical documentation and so you have to have um a doctor's you know a doctor has to be part of that so do individuals a lot of times i'll see that online well it's a self-reporting system so it's not accurate let's be real guys are you going to go on and spend time filling out a bunch of documents and uploading things and people are busy they're not going to do that unless they're sick and hurt so to me like somebody is not going to waste their time going on there filing a claim without any sort of data because you have to have you have to know like the vaccine lot number and i mean there's things that you have to know to be able to put it through the system so it is self-reporting in a sense but you still have to have some documentation behind it now once something goes into the vaccine injury compensation program it's like a circus i mean they make you jump through hoops and in order for the vaccine injury to be you know under the umbrella of the vaccine injury compensation program it has to match something called the hrsa injury table and what's mind-blowing is the hrsa injury table doesn't match the documented side effects that are listed in the vaccine insert it's different so you have a manufacturer's liable paperwork saying okay this vaccine can cause you know, epilepsy, seizures, you know, uh, Guillain-Barre, uh, Stephen Johnson syndrome, death, you know, whatever's listed on there. And then you have the HRSA injury table that doesn't, it has to be within seven days, five days and two hours. Like they make it so crazy. So you have families that are dealing with a severely injured now disabled child or worse, a child that's died. And, and they're making them jump through hoops when the manufacturer's already said, yeah, our product can cause this. So it's a really, really corrupt system, but I think- It's that beyond that, corrupt, that's just, yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, I'm sorry. We teach it in our class and people just cry. I mean, that whole lesson, people just cry throughout the whole thing because they're so upset. And so to answer your question, does it give us a better database? Um, you know, the HHS did a study several years ago that less than 1% of vaccine injuries are ever reported to VAERS because people don't know about it because doctors aren't following the law and they're not telling their patients mm -hmm. that patients aren't receiving informed consent. So there's, there's a lot of missing parts that aren't adding up. And so I think it could be an amazing system that really tracked the amount of vaccine injury. But even still to this day, there, there's been over half a million reports. There's tens of thousands of reports every year 58,000 I think just alone last year just for so it's there's a lot of people getting hurt from vaccines guys Without so it's 
Yeah. Well, and you brought up a great term there, informed consent. That's something that just is not happening. Doctor, doctors aren't informing their patients on the benefits, the risks, and the alternatives. Because obviously, like you said, they're bought off by the pharmaceutical companies. Just like I was just reading a document or reading some stuff. It's like most of those, unless you're like a pediatrician, normal doctors don't learn too much about vaccines. It's like, hey, this is just the schedule. Just follow it because this is what we're told that you have to follow. I mean, it's there's no informed consent. I mean, parents don't even really know. There's well, and you think over a period of time they're being lied to blatantly. Well, you think you think over a period of time if you know a child has been injured by vaccines and it's a delayed type thing or something. As a parent, am I going to really be able to know that that's what caused it? You know, I, I there's a lot of these. I'm sure millions and millions of of cases out there of kids that who have potentially been injured by vaccines where parents just don't even know. Um, not only not being informed, but just can't directly blame a vaccine because of the delayed you know and the time it took maybe you know i it's it's just there's a, i'm sure the numbers are much much bigger than they are are reported oh i think i think the numbers are staggering and i think that we have it i think we have two generations of children that are massively vaccine injured i mean you look at the leukemia rates and childhood cancers are through the roof and you know 13.1 on every insert says that vaccines have never been tested for uh, their cancer-causing properties. They've never been tested for mutagenic properties or reproductive issues. So then we get, you know, kids in their late 20s and 30s that are trying to procreate and have babies, and we've got all of these women on hormone therapy, and they can't get pregnant, and they don't know what's wrong. And it's like we were all vaccinated, guys. All of us were vaccinated, and so we are. There's something in in the vaccine world. There's different phases of testing, and people don't know this, but there's a phase four testing. Now, phase four testing. Guess what that is? It's us. It's the population. So we are phase four testing in vaccine state, and they're supposed to go back and then track how many people are getting injured. And that's part of what the HHS lawsuit was just about. So the HHS just got sued um, by uh, Del Bigtree and, and Robert Kennedy, the ICANN. They're, uh, yeah. they're not, and they were, they, all they asked them was to provide 30 years of back vaccine safety data research that they're supposed to be doing. That's their job. And they couldn't provide it. They had no they had no results so we know that that testing isn't being done it's just we are the science experiment well, so that goes back to that 2013 study from the international institute of medicine of that you know all of these things just have not been adequately studied and, and per something what you just said and it's it just baits the question for me and we're gonna have to tumble down the conspiracy rabbit hole why in my why is this happening in my mind there's a certain level and i hate to use well i'll just use the term soft a soft kill weapon these things are soft kill weapons for you to develop things later on down the line so like pat said you can't ever make that direct correlation it just develops later on down the line 15 20 years later but it actually is attributed to this is this is this part of some kind of social engineering depopulation program if if you were to speculate if i were to speculate i mean my personal opinion is absolutely 100 percent yes um i believe vaccines are a form of genocide and it's a genocide that we're paying for which is really also disgusting because we pay for vaccine injuries. That's the other thing with the law. Um, there's a 75 cent tax attached to every vaccine. So the American taxpayers are funding other people's injuries and deaths, which is if you think about it from like an evil standpoint, it's a really like brilliantly evil system. Yes. Wickedly, um, wickedly genius. Yeah. Well, again, that baits the question of you heard about Bill and Melinda Gates doing inoculations of smallpox in Africa and then the villages that they're supposed to be inoculated break out with smallpox epidemics. 
I actually get, I have a, a, I have two, I have two young African friends <laughs> that contact me um, whenever they have Wi-Fi and um, they are in little villages in Africa and they've told me about some of the white vans that come and experiment on their uh, populations there. And so the villagers get together and they throw, this is, this is like, I have emails from this gentleman that found me on Facebook and he travels to a, a nearby town and he has Wi-Fi every couple months and he's able to get on and he comes onto Facebook to get educated about vaccines because of what's happening to his people there. And so, I mean, Bill and Melinda Gates, that organization is is very dark and deep. If you start to, to uh, you know, Bill Gates' father was, um, he believed in, in genocide and like, um, no, what's the word? Like, eugenics? Yeah, eugenics, thank you. Um, he believed he was, you know, that was kind of his philosophy and they don't vaccinate their own children. So do I believe that there is some sort of like larger, big, I would say I'm a conspiracy realist because Thank I look you. at, Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I look at facts, I'm a conspiracy realist. Like this stuff is happening, you know, it's not just theory anymore. When we've paid out $4 billion in debts and damages, we have no liability for, you know, Congress is doing whatever the heck they want. Like it's a big deal. So yeah, I mean, that's, a really really sad thing and all the those populations need they need access to nutrition food and water plumbing um and in case of measles you know there's so much research and science showing that measles uh is because of low vitamin a so we can actually treat measles with vitamin a but nobody talks about that so wow wow so i mean i've got a couple well, i've got to call a in ladies and gentlemen Five, yes six, please three, three nine one three seven seven six i'm waiting i'm 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 waiting definitely for people to call in but you know, the, the thing that with all these over 70 vaccines now, I'm wondering why they haven't figured out a vaccine for muscular dystrophy and cancer yet, which are well, they have obviously over 300. There's between three to six hundred in the pipeline coming out. OK, so just think that between uh, like HIV, there's different cancers. They just developed a vaccine for heroin addiction, for depression. I mean, there's all sorts of vaccines coming out so when people talk about like informed consent and. Uh, you know, eventually they're going to make us afraid of everything if there's a vaccine. And so wow. are you going to want your child vaccinated at birth with HIV? Obviously. You know, I think you know, I, I I need to get the heroin vaccine because I'm starting to get a hankering for it, Brittany. Starting to get a hankering <laughs> for some heroin. So I, I mean, uh, like, <laughs> the root cause of addiction in this country before you start getting just vaccinating people like that. You're going to take a heroin addict and inject him with another needle? That just, like, makes no sense to me. But, you know, that's pharma. Yeah. So, uh, by the way, the what the FDA now just approved um, prescription heroin in what state is it? Is it in Washington or Oregon or somewhere? Or or is it nationwide for, for heroin addicts? So they've now got prescription heroin to, com to combat the Oxycontin, the opioid crisis. I, 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 I just, I wanted to beat my face against a brick wall when I saw this. I literally, about 20, 30 minutes before the show started, witnessed a human being overdose in a parking lot of a grocery store. Oh. Are you serious? Dead as a doornail, yep. I pulled up and everybody was surrounded. I'm like, hey, what's up? And they're like, oh, she OD'd. Did they save her with they, Narcan? I, that's what I was like. Don't, can't they just give her a Narcan? But she was purple. I might have been too far gone because it, yeah, it was a bad scene. That's And that's it, it's just crazy because, you know, we talk about those numbers all the time. 58,000 every year. There's the Vietnam War every single year of deaths through this stuff. But, I mean, I, I kind of we digress. But, I mean, again, that's part of, in my opinion, kind of the social engineering. You know, they're starting to take people out in a myriad of different ways. Wars, medicine. And, you know, per what you were talking about, about vaccines, I think they've had that stuff forever. It's just there's way more money in treating it than curing it. 
Oh, sure, for sure. And, you know, one of my, like, when we're talking about what are they doing to the population, I, you know, I call it the medical mafia. And a mafia doesn't care about life, preserving life. What do they care about? They care about their bottom line. They care about, uh, you know, keeping their power control. And it's like, you know, you look at Pablo Escobar's reign, right? Like, he didn't care how many people he killed as long as his organization was making money. And the pharmaceutical industry acts like a mafia. They act like they're glorified drug dealers. And so when you have a vaccine injury, you become a lifelong client because yeah. you have to be on so many different pharmaceutical drugs to stop the seizures, to deal with the ADHD, the, the, you know, all of the different issues. And so it's, it's a system. So once you're in the system, it's very hard to get back out of the system. And it's so scary for these parents. I mean, I, I deal with parents um, that are just completely financially devastated from vaccine injury. Nobody's helping them. Nobody believes them. They're getting bullied by their doctors. The media won't, you know, nobody takes them seriously. And at the same time, their marriages are falling apart. They're losing their homes. Like it's a huge, when we talk about, you brought up when we first got on about the little boy and the Oregonian with the tetanus and what it costs, you know, Oregon for that. Let's look at what vaccine injury is costing the American taxpayers. It's, it's way worse than what an unvaccinated child would cost, you know? And so they use that one little sound bite to scare people. You know, this one little boy got tetanus. Well, what about all the kids are in speech therapy, you know, uh, therapy for epilepsy they're having 100 seizures a day you know i get on the phone with parents they have they're watching their child have 50 to 100 seizures a day just think about that like what how do you work how do you sleep how do you get, feed your other kids like it destroys your whole life and that's what's really really devastating is the ones that don't die that have to live with these lifelong in, injuries it's horrible well, so they also have to fight tooth and nail to utilize something like cannabis oil or cbd oil which is a natural complete fix that they get incarcerated or have their kid taken for that, but right, right. pharmaceuticals that give them all these different things, sure, sign them up. So, so nobody has the guts to call in yet to debate. But Callie Norberg makes a comment, says, "Good God, what a load of garbage and a waste of time for anyone watching this." I'd be here all day writing this comment if I wanted to actually discount everything that is argued here. Callie, you're more than welcome to call in. I mean, you're, oh, you're, put your money you're more than welcome. Is, Callie, you know, a free phone line. Please call in. I want people to debate this keyboard tough gal there well There's it's it's look people like like i said people feel very i mean adamant about this it's a very you know? polarizing subject very it's a very polarizing like subject said, but here's what i not a lot of good information this either. is where That's i go why. back and i call out my fellow conservatives because there are a lot of conservatives who want to demand that other people have their children vaccinated you are not a conservative if this is what you believe it does not matter what the subject is whether it's Free speech, whether it's taking guns, whether no matter what it is, you cannot demand government make someone do something that you want them to do. That's not what this republic was founded on. So mob cannot rule because once they're able to separate us on this, once fellow conservatives cheer when everyone else is made to vaccinate their children, they've they've actually completely won. They have completely well, it's a, won it's in amazing, my mind. Champ, you know what what fear will do. Look at you know after 9/11, the things we were willing to put up with the, the, the matters of, of freedom and rights that we were willing to give up and you know to, This is this is my and this is what this leads me to this. You and I believe that there are false flags. There have been false flag attacks. We believe that and when I say false flag, that doesn't mean it didn't happen, okay? Wake up people. Right. That means right. it was set up to happen in a certain way for the purpose of scaring the hell out of people. You know, these these situations, government creates 
you know, a crisis so that so that people panic and react and demand that it be fixed, and then the government comes in with a fix that has more controls over the citizens. Okay, it's that's a false flag attack. Problem, problem, reaction, now, solution. Now, yeah. I'm sure that Jeff agrees, and you know, you let me know, Brittany, how you feel about this. But a potential massive false flag attack could be a deliberate release of some sort of disease that sweeps through oh. this country and kills hundreds of thousands of people, if not more. And that's where they're they're able to employ this sort of situation. That's why I think they could be beta testing this stuff. These measles outbreaks, et cetera, could be beta yeah. tests. Sorry, go ahead. No, I just would say, like, it, it's biological warfare. And I believe that they were going to use vaccines for that for a long time. Um, I totally am on the same page with you guys with false flags. And, um, you know, that's a whole another rabbit hole, a deep rabbit hole for people to fall down. Um, but once you're awake to, to one thing, it kind of wakes you up to other things. And when you yes. start to really pay attention and you're not dumbed down with GMOs and vaccines and fluoride, and you can actually think for yourself, uh, it becomes very clear that there is a playbook that they use. And one of the things we're seeing right now is their playbook for the beginning of the year because they need to have bills and laws passed because bills and laws have a certain you know time frame that they have to go into the different committees and all that stuff. And that's why we see a push for measles every couple years around January. So if you guys notice, you only mm. hear measles in January, February, March, and then in the flu October, December, so it's a playbook, just like false flag operations in other ways. They do that with the pharmaceutical industry as well. Yeah. So just so you know, the 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 lady that that wrote earlier, she said, "I have better things to do with my time right now." Of course you do. <laughs> That's why you just type. She, what you exactly. Type she had time to write. And wrote a comment. Okay. Yeah. So and to listen and to listen to, to write the comment. Let's talk Coward. about let's talk about epigenetics. So just one study, and this is I'm trying to tie this into the damage done by processed foods, the damage done by the air that we breathe, all of the things that are going on, the vaccinations, in weakening um, the, the human organism itself for, for generations to come, even if they were to stop vaccinations, how it could affect a generation or two or three down the line. For instance, you know, one test done on mice where a certain tone was sounded and the electric grid underneath the mice's feet would be lit up and they would be electrocuted from that sound of, of that ringing bell. And the the mice that were the children, three generations down the line from those mice that were experimented on, this is epigenetics in, 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 uh, in, in work, that those offspring of those mice without the electronic, you know, without the shock happening, were afraid and would panic when they would hear the sound of that bell, and so, but I'm talking about the human organism, the damage done of, of, like I said, all the types of garbage food that that we feed, you know, our kids, that we feed ourselves, the damage done, how much damage that's doing, along with the vaccines, to generations down the line, and why we're seeing one in six children, you know, with learning disabilities, one in nine that have, you know, all kinds of of other issues, kids with diabetes. Uh, diabetes is exploding, asthma. One in nine kids has asthma now. They can't right. breathe. So, you know, tell me what the hell's going on here. Yeah, I mean, well, it's interesting you mentioned diabetes. So, because we, we talked a lot about the MMR today, just because it's like the top, you know, vaccine that's in the news right now. Um, diabetes, type one diabetes is a listed side effect in the insert. Okay. So most people don't know that the MMR vaccine can cause diabetes, but it can. It says it right on the insert. And so we have this 
epidemic of diabetes. We also have an epidemic of type 2 diabetes, but type 2 diabetes is lifestyle based, right? So that's food and what we're, you know, sugary crap that everybody's eating. Um, but in terms of like, you know, ep the epidemiology of it, I mean, I think we're playing Russian roulette with a loaded gun because we have no idea what these vaccines are doing long term because they haven't been tested for mutagenic properties. And the manufacturers say that. They've never done any studies. So we don't know long term. We do know that the ingredients in vaccines that have been tested individually, for instance, polysorbate 80, aluminum, formaldehyde, those ingredients can produce lifelong uh, damages. We know that formaldehyde can cause asthma. We know that polysorbate 80 is a sterilizing agent. And we also know that polysorbate 80 binds to aluminum and then it helps aluminum skyrocket into the brain tissue, like through the blood brain barrier. So we are getting massive amounts of heavy metals stuck in the brain. And some of the most brilliant research on this, if you guys haven't seen uh, Chris Axley, he's uh, the top a toxicologist on aluminum in the world. And he just came out with a, a recent statement a couple months ago. Of course, now he's been discredited, right? They're always brilliant until they say vaccines and then they're idiots. <laughs> to everybody. It's so interesting how all these scientists can all be so amazing until they mention vaccines and then they're discredited. Um, but he came out with some really groundbreaking research notifying the World Health Department that they needed to look at the adjuvants and vaccines because aluminum was absolutely getting stuck in the brain. So to Can you explain what that is, that term? A lot of people, as far as education, what is an adjuvant? An adjuvant. So an adjuvant is uh, an ingredient that's added into the vaccine to, to either preserve it or to make the vaccine more powerful in the body, right? So it, like aluminum acts as like it, it, it aggravates the immune system so then the immune system has responses. But again, it's a metal. And so if you think about it biologically, when you people, a lot of times I'll hear this from the pro-vac side. Well, we eat tons of aluminum. We ingest tons of aluminum. There's aluminum in breast milk. There's formaldehyde in a pear. All of these things. And while some of that is true, yes, we're exposed to heavy metals and toxins every day, but it's going through our digestive system. So we, we poop or pee it out. When you inject something, where does it go? It's a closed system. It's your circulation. So it's 100% absorbed. <laughs> It can't get out of the body unless you go through a, a certain, um, you know, detox or heavy metal detox where you're chelating it. But it's stuck in these little babies. Their brain isn't even formed yet. And we're just like, boo, 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 with all of these known documented neurotoxins and known documented carcinogenic ingredients mixed together in this like witch's brew. Yeah, and that's the thing is it, the, enter the chemical free body that does cleanse yeah. your body, you know, chemical free body front slash farmer. That will give you, you know, your greens, all the things cleans your gut that really helps get this stuff out of your system. Aluminum, metals, toxicity from the foods. Like you said, sorry champ, go ahead. No, yeah, and that's the thing. Chemicalfreebody.com forward slash farmer, one of our incredible sponsors, Tim James over there, a genius who's been healing people of all kinds of autoimmune disorders and many other things. Uh Excuse me, but the human cell wants these heavy metals and and other other you know foreign substances get inside the cell. They're not recognized as water soluble, so the body can't release them. So you continue to build up these toxins for years and years and years until disease happens, until your body just right. literally overloads and and goes haywire. So these these products from ChemicalFreeBody.com and many years ago I used another product that to clean out my body, and I was warned. They said, look, um, you know, you've got a lot of toxins in your body over the years. You've never detoxed with these types of products that are going to go in and bond 
with those toxins inside of each cell, then your cell, your body is going to recognize that that prod, that that uh, material, that natural material is water soluble, and then it's going to tie onto the toxins and then release into your system. You're going to get a huge dump, and you you could end up with headaches for three, four days. You could feel awful for three, and and I did. I was I was literally ill from my body dumping all the toxins out of each cell. Yeah. So that's that's just to me was proof that my body was so overloaded with metals and garbage and gunk that you know I can't imagine all the people and and the mental clarity and the and the feeling I had once that process was done I'd never felt before in my life it was incredible so all those people out there walking around wondering why they feel tired all the time while they're you know they're groggy they they ache they're sick constantly their kids are sick constantly it's because there's massive buildup of toxins in each cell in those bodies. Absolutely. I mean, I totally agree with you. And I specialize in, in detoxification and I've coached people through cleansing for years. And I mean, we have a hundred trillion cells in our body. So of course they're going to get dirty and corroded. And so that's just normal wear and tear. But then when you add all of these other situations from, you know, the GMOs and the fluoride in the water to the, you know, we didn't even talk about chemtrails. Maybe that's another episode. That was but, our last you know, episode. That was a geoengineering weather modification and chemtrails. Jim Lee. <laughs> okay, so, you know, we're bombarded. And then so why would we take our precious babies in in their most vulnerable state when their body can't even deal with all of that yet? I mean, a child can't have anything except for breast milk and formula, yet we think they can have monkey kidney cells, um, animal blood, you know, baby cow blood, uh, calf serum. That's in so many vaccines. It's the the aborted baby cow blood that's sucked out of the baby cow's heart right after it comes out of the mouth. I mean, like the stuff that's in vaccines, if you were to sit down with a parent and say, we're going to make up this little concoction and I'm going to have your child drink it, you would run so fast out of that pediatrician's office. But for some reason, when it's in a vaccine, everyone's like, yeah, shoot my baby. Out. And then like, when something happens from that horrible cocktail, you can't do shit about it. There's nobody, no legal ramification. I mean, that is just... It's just insane. And for me, it's Do you have to cuss? Do you have to cuss? It we just, can't get through one show without you cussing. Oh, hush. It just, <laughs> it just, it just reeks of de- depopulation program. I mean, it just, it really does to me because it's just, they're not that stupid. And like you said, it's wickedly, wickedly brilliant. I have to ask you something. This is, I don't know if you're familiar with Dr. Erin Elizabeth. We've tried to get her on the show many times. But I mean, she's just been reporting on it, but it has been happening. All these different doctors who are winding up dead, who are working with, you know, vaccines or cures for this or cures for that. What are your thoughts on these just like numerous, numerous dead doctors over these last several months and years? And do you have a concealed carry permit? <laughs> um, I am protected. Thank you. All right, yes. good. Um, uh-huh. so, <laughs> so, yeah, you're talking about Erin at Health Net News, right? She's yes. Yeah, she's awesome. I love her. So she's a, she's a huge warrior in this movement, and I'm so she's so brave for speaking out. I mean, it's scary, people. I've had death threats in my inbox. I've had people... Um, you know, say crazy stuff that's like, whoa, that's that's bizarre. I mean, it's kind of part of the territory. But with the doctors, I mean, there's like over 106 was the last statistic. A, a lot in a very short period of time. 
And some of them we knew in the medical freedom movement. Some of them, uh, you know, I had colleagues and friends that worked with them very closely. So it's scary for physicians. And I have a lot of physician friends that know the truth about vaccines and they're scared to speak out. I mean, our own pediatrician, um, you know, we my kids never get sick because they're not vaccinated, but we go see her maybe once a year or whatever, just to kind of check in and she'll come in and be like, what's going on in the movement? You know, she always wants to know, but I'm like, you need to speak out, but they're so scared. And so I think that I don't think that any of that's accident, accidental. I think that um, it's very premeditated. Again, we're dealing with a mafia. We are dealing with corporations who control the media, the media, CNN, Fox News, you know, MSN, you know, all of the mainstream media channels. They're funded by the pharmaceutical industry. And uh, Robert Kennedy's come out and spoke about this a lot. He can go on any radio, uh, any TV show in the world and talk about anything he wants except vaccines. And so that should tell you something that they just stifle that because they're the biggest funders. So there's a lot of issues there. And I think that any doctor that's that's holistically healing a child, a patient, a person, so that that person doesn't have to stay in the pharmaceutical model of sickness, they become a threat. And what do mafias do? They take out their threats. So, wow. you know, I don't have proof other than my personal belief of I don't think 106 holistic doctors committed suicide over the course of a exactly. year. Exactly. With a, with, a, with, with a nail gun, 17, 16 penny nails shot into their body, but yeah. it was suicide, the double tap to the yeah. back of the head yeah. type stuff. Yeah. Gary Webster. And then throws, I mean, Dr. Bradshaw was stabbed to death or shot. No, I'm sorry. He wasn't the one that was stabbed to death. That was somebody in Arizona. Dr. Bradshaw was shot in the chest and then he threw himself in the river. Like, and it was suicide like i'm sorry no he was healing so many kids biomedically with you know from autism wow. so it's a huge it's a huge scary issue i have a lot of people that show up in my inbox that are freaking out about that and my biggest advice to anybody listening is you know i don't believe i don't live my life in fear i don't believe in doing that and um i believe that there is a a, a greater presence you know i believe in god and i believe that I'm spiritually protected, and, and I would rather die speaking the truth and fighting for my children and trying to make this country the way it was meant to be than to just roll over and let the pharmaceutical industry do rather live on your feet than die on your knees. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's something Amen. to be said about, you know, when if, if, if a show like this and the things that you talk about constantly on your Facebook page, you know, in terms of vaccines and, and all of this, you know, we were demonetized on YouTube. Many others like us have been attacked, have been have been shut down. You know, like I said before earlier, Adam Schiff uh, telling Facebook they have to shut down anti-vaxxer talk and, and pages. You know, if, if, if we're kooks, if we're crazy in thinking that we were correct in having a little bit of worry about vaccines and, right. and not not having our children back and you ha and you said earlier when this all started your passion for this started because your child was injured by vaccines and many of the strongest advocates who are anti-vaxxers as you said were pro-vaccine until one of their children were injured by vaccines but you know that's something that if if, if we're kooks why are they trying to shut us down why if they've got all the facts on their side why can't they let us be kooks and say what we want and come with their facts and crush us because that's it, it shows the fear it shows the true fear on the other side that that there's a lot you know look i don't have all the facts but i know that that i believe in some of the things that i've read i know that people have been injured enough to pay out four billion dollars right, um, to right. to an awful lot of parents that have been injured uh, their children have been injured and i know that there is an incestuous disgusting 
uh, relationship between the FDA and all these pharmaceutical companies. Their 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 CEOs are interchangeable as heads of the FDA. This yeah. stuff should not be going on. It, it should absolutely. And I'm confused how the hell there isn't a separate food and drug administration. Why is it food and drugs? Well, and then when the when the Congress passes laws saying you can't sue them, I mean they're just covering their butts for them. Like it's insane. Well, That's the incestuous, yeah. That, yeah. I'm sorry. Like, nobody trusts the government except for vaccines. Like, I put a post up yesterday. Right. Like, don't take my rights away except for vaccines. Don't right. take my, you know, you know, the government's super correct except for vaccines. Of course, they're safe and effective. Like, it's we're dealing with 30 plus years of of intense social brainwashing. And I remember my daughter came home in second grade, and I always share this with my class when we're teaching, you know, the law and stuff. I'm like, you guys have to understand, like. Starting in second grade in science books in public schools, it'll have a little paragraph. And I remember her bringing it home. She goes, Mom, we're learning about vaccines. What do I do? And I was like, Well, let's talk about it, you know, because she knows what I do. And so, you know, it's I go, I want to see what it said. And it literally just said, Vaccines save lives, vaccines are safe and effective. That was it. There was no documentation. There was no, like, that was it. It was just like little sound bites. And so they've been brilliant at programming the entire population, the entire world, really with this vaccine save lives, vaccines are safe and effective. And if you talk to a pro-vaxxer that doesn't know much, that's all they're gonna say. Well, vaccines, and that's why I was hoping somebody was gonna come to make, debate me today because I've been putting it out there on Facebook for years. I would love to have a pro-medical doctor come on my Facebook page and have an intelligent conversation with me and nobody will do it and everybody says no. And that blows my mind. I, well, you know, it, I find it, 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 quick people are to chime in on the keyboard like to Pat. I mean, it, it's just pretty telling how, you know, no one really wants to put their money where their mouth is in an open discussion right now. They just, you know, it is a polarizing discussion. And, and I know a lot of people have a lot of opinions. I'm just unfortunate that the thousands of people that will have heard this are probably listening to it now uh, throughout the world because this is a global podcast. It's it's funny. No one's calling it. And obvi obviously, look, there's millions of, of children who have been vaccinated who had no ill effects. So. Look, I'm not. I'm not saying it's it's going to do damage to every child. That's not that's not what we're saying. We're just saying that there's enough risk where it gave me concern as a parent, and that I should have that constitutional right to make a decision on my children's health care. And that's that's it's. It, and as I said, I go back again to my fellow conservatives. This is a medical procedure. You're you're going to stand behind a government that will demand medical procedures on my children against my will if you're willing to do that. Then you better be ready for the for that quick downward slide that comes with the rest of it, and we're 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 talking an ugly ugly place to go. And I can see that. I can see it. We're a couple outbreaks away from it being federally mandated. Because I think like all of these things, like genocide, ultimately it doesn't just happen overnight. It takes years for you to see your opponent as no longer a human being. That's kind of what we're looking at. You know these these anti-vaxxers. Oh my God, they need to be put in jail. They're putting my kids at risk. No, your doctors and well, the pharmaceutical companies. Yeah, and they're and, and and these these people's concerns for making sure that that you know your children Jeff get vaccinated is their concern for their children contracting the disease from your child even though their children have been vaccinated against Help said me diseases with that too, what, what is that psychology there why are you worried about it about whatever if your kids are already vaccinated from it I never got that it doesn't it doesn't make it only makes sense if you don't think about it but when you say it out loud you're like wait what and the problem <laughs> is most adults first of all almost all adults are considered unvaccinated because vaccines have waning immunity and even the cdc and all of the scientific literature will tell you that vaccine immunity lasts anywhere between five to, to seven years max except for me because i'm impervious to human disease sickness and injury oh please <laughs> <laughs> go ahead sorry jesus lord 
<laughs> so, but you know what I'm saying? Like, so all these adults that are like, vaccinate your effing kids, you know, and get all riled up and come and scream on everyone's Facebook pages. It's like, well, they're unvaccinated. They got two vaccines. They got the DTP and the full and the small. So they don't have any of the current vaccines that we vaccinate for yet. They're screaming at the mom who just had her baby two weeks ago that is like, hey, I don't want to get the hepatitis B. My kid's not, you know, having sex and doing drugs yet. So I don't feel comfortable with that. So it's just, it's, it's so crazy. And there's, um, again, this is what, this is how, this is how Hitler did it, guys. They, Hitler made the mass population very afraid, afraid of a certain population and slowly started to strip their rights and said they were dirty. They had diseases. They weren't as smart. They had to wear a gold star. They could only go to the market on a Tuesday. Like, this is what happens. It's a slow trickle effect, and nobody wants to go there. Nobody wants to to think that that's happening again. Nobody wants to think that that evilness happened in the world, but it did. And we have to look at history, or history repeats itself. And that's when you have a government and you have a news agency saying that children should be stripped of an education because they're not complying with a medical procedure right, that can cause death. Right. That's insane. It's crazy. You talk about control. The you know yeah. the the pharmaceutical companies, the massive amount of control of the narrative, control of the politicians, control of the media, and total control of the narrative that is going on and spread throughout this country. I'm at some point everybody has to wake up to all these narratives that are being put out there. You know, just the the narrative on Syria that Assad would would chemically attack his own people the day after Donald Trump announced that they were we wanted to pull everybody out of Syria. Yeah, it makes perfect sense that Assad would 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 be that dumb, you know, and all these different narratives that are being put out there by the media where where people literally just absorb it as truth. At some point everybody needs to take a step back and go, "Wait a minute." How is that true? Right? Exactly. Well, and it, it's, yeah, it's crazy to see how this propaganda manifests in so many different ways. Again, I think it has to do a lot with social engineering, whether it's vaccines, war propaganda. I mean, it is so very, very wickedly brilliant, Champ. Like you said, we talk about it all the time. People just want shortcuts to thinking. No, this is such a complicated subject. I'm just going to defer to my doctor. Or this is such a complicated subject of geopolitics. I'm just going to defer to the, the little girl saying kids are being kicked over by Iraqi soldiers and baby incubators when we find out it's just a complete freaking lie. I mean, like you said, we need to step back and start taking responsibility for the information we put on our brains. I think there's a vaccine for that. It's coming out. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Line, like line up drive through flu shot clinics and, you know, think for wow. yourself. You know, out. and that, look, let's just talk about the flu shot. We know that the flu shot's what? A, 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 a group of previous flu strains that have been put together from previous years and then given to people and and literally every flu season they say get your flu shot get your flu get your flu shot and then they come back with it was literally not well it it really wasn't effective well this year it just didn't work Uh, you know it just every single year it's the same damn narrative the same story and i go no that's a naughty word it's i said damn uh, it's it's the but it's the same thing every year the same cycle so i already know when the warm weather breaks here it's starting to get warm here and the flu season's going to go away and it's going to get summer mark mark my words that the media is going to say yeah flu shots weren't really effective this year right you know it's coming yeah. wait till next year oh, it's the same like i said it's a playbook and once you start to pay attention you start to see who the players are and you start yes. to 
you know, for those that are really maybe awake and deep down the rabbit holes on this podcast that listen in, uh, you know, we were talking about Adam uh, Schiff earlier, who's a U.S. you know representative and senator, and uh, he has ties, family ties to George Soros. So if you guys know who George Soros we is, we do, we do. Well, you know, it just kind of makes sense, you know, who those people are and what they do with their money, and you just have to be consciously awake. And, and my goal every day is to just empower parents to make their own choices so that they're informed. Like if you want to go vaccinate your children after you do, oh my earring just fell out. Excuse me. Um, if, if you do all the research and you look at the ingredients and you read the inserts and you read the law and you look at the CDC data and you go and look at the parish report and you still feel confident that vaccinating your kid is the proper choice for your family, then that's your liberty. Like that's your right to do that. Absolutely. But don't tell me that I have to inject my kid with chemicals that I don't believe in and that my kid could die to, to falsely protect your kid that is already getting the shots anyways. Right. Like it, it makes sense. So, right. Yeah. Right. So, Jeff, do you have anything more for? I it's just I'm good, man. I, I'm really I, this is the kind of conversation I really wanted to have because I mean I I'm very you know minimally informed. I mean, it's, I, like I said, I don't necessarily look at vaccines as a binary thing. I don't. Again, I'm not a scientist, so I've thought there were decent applications of vaccines of even back in the day putting whatever substance into somebody's body so they could create kind of the old school vaccines. I mean, I don't know if those worked or whatever, but it's just good having this conversation with you. Um, cause it is, it, it's very nuanced and there's a lot to it. And unfortunately, like so many of our conversations, it winds up boiling down to freaking social engineering. And it's just sad. Where can we, where can you, uh, where can we track you down? I know you got a YouTube channel checking out some of your videos today. Yeah. For all of our, our listeners network. For sure. I mean, you can just find me on Facebook, Brittany Cara live. I'm also on Brittany Cara. Uh, dot com on Instagram, Brittany Cara. I'm pretty much Brittany Cara across the board. So just uh, can find me. And we have, uh, we teach a, a really awesome six week in depth certification course uh, for people that really, really want to dive deep um, into the vaccine world. And I teach it with a medical doctor and we do it through the Energetic Health Institute. And it's awesome. called Vax 101. Uh, we currently are in session right now. We won't do another class until the fall, uh, but we offer a shorter version of the course just for people that just, they don't want to get certified. They don't want to know, you know, they don't have to do homework and stuff, but they just want to go through that. So if you're interested in that and you really have a passion for educating people about vaccines, um, you can reach out to me online and I'll give you the details of that. And yeah, I post a ton of stuff about all these topics, but I love that you guys uh, speak about this. It's so awesome. No, it's, and you teach this class to educate people about vaccinations with a medical doctor. Yeah. He's actually, he's a, well, he's an empathic doctor, but he's a certified naturopathic doctor in, in California and in Oregon, and he's the owner and founder of Energetic Health Institute. And we've actually had MDs, we've had two MDs take the course. We've had multiple, dozens of nurses take the course, and they have all told us they had never learned this stuff in medical school. And we actually not, looked yeah. at the curriculum at Stanford, and we looked at top medical curriculum across the country to see what doctors were studying, if they were studying the laws, the inserts, and they don't. They study the schedule, how to administer a vaccine, and that's pretty much it. They don't study what we talked about today. The average pediatrician medical doctor has never, ever studied this, which is mind-blowing. Terrifying. Now, so what we're going to do before we let you go is we're going to do our best to find a medical doctor who adamantly disagrees with you on these things because we want to be fair. We want to be fair to the other side and we want to be able to have that 
honest, good-spirited debate so that people can make their own decisions based on that. Because obviously this was a one-sided show. We had you on with your viewpoints and, and your research. So we want to be fair to the other side and we want to be able to have a debate. So eventually we will definitely have you back on and we will have, uh, have, have a medical doctor jump on with you and, and hopefully we can have a good debate and, and get to the bottom of all of this and have yeah, some fun. That's a great idea. Great idea. Because it is such a, I mean, this subject is not going anywhere. So open to it. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Jeff, thank you very much, brother, for jumping absolutely. on, my, my co-host. And Brittany, thanks, thank you so much for educating us on so many things that we obviously have no idea about and our listeners are going to be very appreciative of this. And anybody out there who listens to this, Please, if you're a medical doctor, a scientist, anyone who is pro-vaccine, look, we want to have you on the show. So please join us. Uh, you can write Jeff or myself or even Brittany on our Facebook pages, uh, get in touch with us or the Conspiracy Farm page, and, and we'll do it. We, we really want to do that to be fair to everyone. So thank Absolutely. you again, Brittany. This has been an amazing show. Thank you, Brittany. All right. Bye-bye.